tuned in to the Cosmic Combos Podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace, you're now tuned into the Cosmic Combos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Harut, and we got the man of the hour, brother Ra, how you doing? I'm brother living and learning and applying, my brother. That's about it. What about yourself, man? Man, I'm on that same wave, man. On that same wavelength, man. Just trying to, like I always say, man, trying to trying to take it to the next level, man, and and try to get like my brother over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't even know. They don't even know. <laughs> you will, man. They don't even know. But. <laughs> Before before we get um, too far, I want to remind you all that this episode is brought to you by Push Forward Media Group and Calaparusha Astrology and our good people over on <laughs> Patreon. Um, once again, thank you all for your support on Patreon. Um, you know, on there, like I said, you know, that's the primary vehicle that we accept questions of the show. Um, they also get the episodes early. Um, and sometimes we... Uh, give them a opportunity to check in on the show live as well. And then we got, you know, other, other little, you know, uh, little goodies and stuff like that, that we uh, got planned coming up for our Patreon. So definitely shout out to them and thank you for your support. Um, as far as getting in touch with us, uh, firstly, you know, follow us, make sure you follow us at cosmic convo on Instagram. Um, like, and follow our page on Facebook. We're on Facebook as Cosmic Convos Podcast. You can find us there. We also post the episodes there as well. And subscribe to Push It Forward on YouTube. Because that's where we post the video episodes. We post it on Facebook and YouTube as well. So, um, you know, definitely tune into there. Um, and you can find uh, Push It Forward Media Group at Push It Forward. That's P-U-S-H-I-T-F-W-D on Instagram and pushitforward.com spelled the same way on the web. Um, there you can go and you can get the chart package. Um, you can get the Cosmic Convos t-shirts. Um, we got some other ones coming up as well that I'm, I'm, I'm sure everybody's going to love. And uh, you can get all that stuff um, at those locations. Um, Brother Ra, how can the people get in touch with you? Uh, you can hit me up on uh, Calaparusha Astrology, right, at gmail.com, or you can hit me up either Facebook or IG via Shekamra. One of those would definitely get at me. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. So um, here we are, man. We at episode 24. Yes, indeed. We're uh, one episode away from the from the goal line. From the season finale, you know? Indeed. Um, and, and no, we're not going away for the rest of the year. We, <laughs> we just, you know, take like a week off or something like that. And we come back, just have to, you know, um, 
that the, the the season model helps organize things a little bit and we can change tones a little bit and i think it just kind of fits the cycle you know of how um you know things flow out there so that's that's the whole rationale but behind the seasonal approach but um we will be wrapping up this season on next week next week is the season finale so we're gonna have a, a a special show for you lined up there and man, we flew through this season. Yeah, it was quick. COVID man. helped that out, man. <laughs> you know, that was a COVID express. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. But it's been great, though, man. I mean, we've the podcast has grown significantly. Uh, we've we've you know been able to improve it, you know, and uh, we definitely got some more improvements coming up. And um, you know, like I said, y'all hit us up, man. Give us your feedback. You know, um, you know, ain't none of us. Uh, you know, you get get butt hurt from some, you know, from some from some critiques and stuff like that. So, you know, you got some critiques, let us know, man. We're trying to, you know, take this science, this approach to the science, you know, uh definitely to more people. You know, it would be great to get it in some aspect of, you know, um in the mainstream. You know, maybe you don't gotta be all the way mainstream, but we can go and make our little dent in it and stuff like that. And uh yeah, man, just get people locked in and, and get people in tune with the, you know, with the science and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, and, and, you know, make sure you're sharing this. Share it with people. Let people know about us and stuff like that, you know. Um, you know, as time go on, we just only going to get better, more, you know, better topics, different dynamics, different things like that. So, um, yeah, man, we, we definitely want your feedback and whatnot. You, um, you got anything to say um, say about that? No, I just uh, I see it. It is growing. It's expanding. Uh, audience base is definitely uh, uh, getting uh, becoming more pervasive. So uh, you know, definitely send it out. You know, share it. Uh, there'll be some uh, nice uh, predictions that you can you know wow your friends with or impress people and say, hey, you know what? I already got the four one one on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want the four one one every week. You know, go to go to Cosmic Combo. So, you know, definitely, you know, let people know. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, yeah, man, um, you know, um, last episode, again, we, we keep syncing up. And unfortunately, man, um, we dropped that episode. And then, you know, um, the good brother, uh, Chadwick Bozeman, transitioned or whatnot. So we definitely want to um, say safe travels to him. Rest in power to that brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, of course, I didn't know him personally, but, you know, from all, you know, sites looking in, man, he seemed like a pretty solid guy. Um, yeah. Definitely an yeah. excellent actor. Excellent, you know, um, artist. Superb. You know Superb. what I'm saying? Made, yeah. made a great contribution in that regard and stuff like that. So definitely want to send some some light and some blessings to his family. Indeed. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was almost, you know, like you knew, like you knew the brother, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you could feel his spirit come across the screen, and you could feel his spirit come across off screen, you know. Um, just a very iconic individual with regards to his abilities. I mean, I when I watch uh, Get On Up, I'm like, wow, you know, it's comparable to you know Jamie Foxx's Ray, you know. Um, I mean, phenomenal transformation. And the walk the brother, the one that that walk that brother got, <laughs> you know what I mean? The James Brown walk, it just 
you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just he, you know, uh, brother definitely made his mark uh, on myself and sure uh, the rest of the world. So I bid him uh, safe, you know, and, uh, a Godspeed journey to you know the, to the inner plane. So uh, a lot of times people don't know that uh, when these transitions pass. Um, the best thing to do is send light, you know, and really send uh, rejoice, rejoicing and um, praise and adulations. And it really helps to move faster, um, you know, to that next journey. So by all means, you know, I, I, I watch my Black Panther, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, um, you know, my, did my Black Panther kind of salute to the brother, you know, and, you know, definitely uh, sent some energy to the to the inner planes to him. So, you know, Godspeed to the brother. Indeed, indeed, indeed. You know, um, and you know, um, yeah. Like I said, we. I mean, we. I just did the health episode, and um, I mean, we. We. I can't. I don't have a good time on him and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it was really hard to. Well, I know he's Scorpio's son. Uh, we can always look at his planetary placements, but I know he's Scorpio's son, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Rahu is Rahu and Ketu is on that approach to the sun. You know, I mean, K- Robin Ketu's on the approach to the sun. Mm-hmm. Ketu's a cusp, you know, right on the cusp of it's in that Gandanta zone. You know, so who knows? I mean, I probably looked up to see it in there, and something would obviously would be revealed, but. Um, you just don't have a solid time, so it's very difficult to really say, you know. Uh, and those things kind of come out later. Sometimes times will come out, you know. People do the research and it manifests. And when we get it, we will definitely be doing it. Uh, if we get it, we will definitely be doing a uh, a tribute to that brother. But yeah, I mean, um, Nip- Nipsey's was the same way when before he yep, transitioned. Yep. He, yeah, he sure was. Time wasn't out there, but mm-hmm, um, a lot mm-hmm. of times when people transition the you know, the birth certificate, people, you know, is yeah, it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, you know, moving into this next episode, um, we do have a question. This is a quick one. Um, feel like answering a question? Let's do it. All right. So, uh, one of our good brothers, our, our patrons, patrons, you know, um, wanted to know, is there a good book on Dogon astrology. Um, there's not a good anything on Dogon astrology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I could I, I could say this to you. You know, if it's truly Dogon, you probably ain't gonna find it in a book. No. You know what I mean? If it's real Dogon, you know, bona fide certified coming from their mouth. Remember, we talked about the four levels the other day, last last time we had our podcast. Mm -hmm. And if you understand, they have four levels to gain entrance to that knowledge. You can only imagine how they would treat someone from a Western perspective. Um, I'll tell you, and it's not anything to do with, per se, astrology, but just to understand how the elders and how the great wise men of our ancestral traditions view giving that knowledge out, you should read a book called Of Water and the Spirit. Uh, I got that book too. Book, but um, By Maladoma Somme. 
Mm-hmm. And in that book, he expressly expra- explains that those secret, hidden aspects of, of our knowledge is not given or bequeathed to those that are not initiated. So uh, if you've ever read or come across a book, I know you, I'm sure you have, brother. Um, Pale Fox is one that definitely would twist your wig mm-hmm. right, to get to understand the concepts and the symbolism inside that book alone. Um, there's another book called Conversations with Olga Tomelli. Um, excellent book. Excellent yeah. book. Um, again, the concepts are beyond, you know what I mean? Um, it, you have to be initiated into that system, you know, it, to have that. Uh, there's a there's a couple of books by a white guy by the name of Laird Scranton. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 he goes into a lot of symbolism in the comedic tradition, and this is a white guy. But guess what? You know, the funny thing is, I was sitting there watching, and um, he's on one of the kind of like Egyptian kind of specials that they do. Actually, the one I was watching is a pretty decent one, mm-hmm. but he was on there, and I'm looking on the shelf, and what do I see in the back of the shelf? A Meta Netta Volume One. So I said, oh, okay, right. You know, he's trying to dig into the real, you know, understanding of what the symbolism is all about. But uh, Laird Scranton is an excellent individual if you want to look at some of the Dogon concepts, concepts as it relates to Kemet. Uh, again, it is a European. So, I mean, not to take away from his work, but at the same time, it's not something that we would be uh, using as an initiation type piece of information. But uh, I would not be I would not venture to say uh, adequately that there is a book that you could use or even connect to to get a general understanding of that form of astrology. Um, this brother here, um, Master Naba. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all can see that. I mean, there it is. Yeah. Master Naba, um, he has a couple lectures out there. He actually transitioned, you know, um, definitely rest, rest in power to this brother. Um, but uh, he, he's actually from, he, he's, he, is, he is from Dogon country. He, he is a Dogon. Um, mm-hmm. And he did a lot of lectures back in the day and stuff like that. But um, they, he has a website, I think, uh, earthcenter.com. Mm-hmm. People over there, they still have his stuff available. And he did some lectures on... Um, you know, sidereal astrology and Dogon culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might want to check that out as well. But it's not, it, there's no like, <laughs> like a, no. a, a master no. text <laughs> out there. I'm not even a text that would say, this is what this is, this is what this is. There's nothing, right? Yeah. And I'm glad it's like that, mm-hmm. right? I'm thankful that it's like that, that some of our ancestors have not sold out, you know what I mean? They're keeping it authentic where you got to go through and get it. Right and be really a part of what it is that you're doing, you know. Not everybody else in it, and you know, they get what they say: the game is to be sold, not told. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there it is. Right. Indeed, indeed. So hopefully that answers that question for you. And um, you know, man, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Let's do it. All right. So, um, you know, kind of um, almost a. Um, relevant you know to what we were just talking about um you know um 
you know, I personally, me personally, I don't ever approach this subject, you know, lightly and stuff like that, you know. Um, but, you know, today, you know, a lot of times we, especially in, you know, um, modern times, you see a lot of people, you know, things happen out of the blue and it, and it shocks, you know, shocks the world. And it's like, man, where did that come from? I wonder if they could have seen it coming or if somebody could have seen this coming mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, um, you know, as always, the answer is yes. And um, today we're going to talk about key placements that may elude or, you know, predict or create the environment for sudden transitions, you know, mm-hmm. in somebody's destiny or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is definitely interesting topic. Um, you know, and I don't know, I don't know, just, you know, kind of people, I don't know if Chad with Bozeman would technically, uh, you know, would call for a sudden transition, mm-hmm. but, you know, more here we're talking about like assassinations. And we're going like to see that. how in a minute. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see how in a minute those players, uh, Typically, uh, chronic illness deaths. Saturn is more the player. Mm-hmm. Uh, chronic illnesses. Uh, Rahu cancer is obviously a player, right? Um, there's um, a couple of books on cancer. Um, excellent books um, on cancer and astrology. Mm-hmm. But uh, Rahu, Rahu, Rahu <laughs> is the player, right, in cancer. Saturn, of course, is as well, because anything that is long and drawn out, right? There's no suddenness to it. You you know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much what's going to happen, you know. And I, I really wish I could have got to the brother, could have could have told him about Gerson's therapy, you know. I mean, if you're doing chemotherapy, why not? You know what I mean? Gerson's therapy is an alternative perspective, an alternative possible treatment to cancer and it has shown a great deal of success in fact that's why it's not here in america you have to go to uh tijuana but um uh yeah no his death would definitely fall under a chronic long-term saturn rahu type deal Mm -hmm. um you know but with uh sudden deaths the key player is mars right usually mars will have some interaction some way Somehow, we'll see uh, in a little while here, you know, how that looks many times. Um, one I wanted to, if I forgot to mention, uh, is Abraham Lincoln, right? Ah, yeah, yeah. Right, and uh, that is another one that definitely would uh, count as an assassination or sudden death type uh, events. And we say sudden death, there's different types. Most of the ones we're going to cover today, in fact, all of them are going to be... Um, by the hand of another individual, but car crashes, plane plane crashes, um, sudden accidents, anything that's not you know, run you know where the person has foreknowledge, um, then it counts, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, blown up in a you know dying in a fire, things like that. Um, those are sudden eighth house types events, and those are seen. Uh, my thing about this whole you know. Um, peace is the question right the ultimate 
question, of course, going along with which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? But the 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 question is, do you have free will? You know, do you really do you really have it? Right? It, and and if you do, what is it? You know, how can you have free will if these things are predetermined? Right? So you know, we'll get into that in a little bit and talk about what that kind of potentially looks like. Um, I do have Abraham Lincoln, so we'll, we'll kind of dig in him a little bit too. But uh, nonetheless, right? Let's get into some let's get into some discussions here. So, the eighth house is the house that primarily we look at, right, for sudden deaths. And this eighth house usually has a strong link with, first of all, the ascendant, right? And the ascendant, of course, is the physical body. It's the, the, the container in which, you know, we use to navigate this physical plane. So that has to have an interplay or interaction in some form, fashion, or, or some means, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about it is that when these things happen, the triggers are usually seen within the dashas, right? The dashas are usually key players. Sometimes the dashas will be a little elusive depending on how things go, but that also gives a good clue as to what the culprits or who the indicators or the indicators behind that assassination or event. So, um, you know, the other key piece is, um, looking at the, uh, uh, D eight, uh, the, uh, the D8, right. Uh, the Ashtamsha, right. And the Ashtamsha, the D8 shows a great deal of information, right. In regards to the cause of death, right? Especially if it's sudden, right? Yeah. And most of the charts we're going to look at when you look at the D eight, the D eight has some some connotations around that that those means. Um, another means you could look at, and you know, astrology is we have these different kind of layers we look at, but the Pada chart, right? Mm. Pada chart can also be used, right? inside of that to see if the eighth pada and when i say pada we're talking about the aruha lot the ruta of the eighth house um looking at that pada if it connects to mars if it connects to the eighth house if it connects to the eighth lord right that has a shows a strong propensity even if there's something in the eighth house in the the ashtamsha many times will show the means of death right so um you know the real kind of caveat you know, or the, the real kind of thing that you want to interject into your brain is how, right, are we able to see these things if you or I or anyone else might have the ability to, let's say, change or alter, right, the course of our destiny? And Tupac, that's a perfect example, right? Um, he's Aries ascendant, right? I thought we had Pac's chart, chart. Uh, we discussed him, I think, last. We, we mentioned season. him. We, we mentioned him. We didn't right? get too. We didn't get too deep into it, yeah. Uh, but it, I, I would, if I remember Pac's chart correctly, yeah, he got it right here. Yeah, Jupiter's in the eighth. Uh, eighth Lord is uh, in the tenth. 
eighth, eighth Lord aspects the ascendant. Mm-hmm. Right there. Uh, what Dasha did he pass in? Mercury. Mercury. Mercury aspects the eighth house. Mercury aspects the eighth house. Uh, Donishta, Mars. Yep, because it has some bonda with Mars uh, through the nakshatra. Uh, Yeah, he's got three planets aspect in the eighth house. And then Jupiter. And then Venus is where. Yeah, Venus is there too. So... Mars aspect in the ascendant, eighth lord, uh, and Venus, right, which is his nakshatra sub lord, conjuncts Mercury. Mm-hmm. Right, that also has that shows that propensity. Right, so definitely, yeah, Mar- and, and and we've we look deep a little deeper. I'm sure we would see some if you look if you add the uh, increase those periods. The, yeah. Um, Sub periods, you're gonna see it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna see it in there, and that was that was clearly by accident. I mean, it wasn't not so bad, but it was that was it was murder. Yeah. Um, in fact, let's see what 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 Sabdasha would he be in? Bukti. What do you remember the month exactly when Tupac transitioned? September the thirteenth. All right. So that will put us at Mercury Moon. Mm-hmm. Yep, Mercury Moon. Mercury Moon Jupiter. September 6, 1996. Mm, September 13th, but close. Well, I mean, it definitely was Mercury Moon Jupiter. Yeah, it was Mercury Moon Jupiter, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jupiter is in the eighth. Yep. Uh, and it's still, it's still Jupiter. Like, Jupiter. Yeah. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. And then Jupiter has some bond with Saturn, and so yep. does the Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mercury Moon. And Mercury's Mercury rules the uh, third, which is eighth from the eighth. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that will also kick it into, and it's in the twelfth house behind it, which aspects the eighth. Yeah, and then Sun is uh, fifth Lord aspected, and uh, fifth house is aspected by Mars. So yeah, it, it definitely is there. But that Mars at Mars aspect in the ascendant is the key mm-hmm. because it's even though. That when it aspects the ascendant like that, it's, you have to take that ascendant lord, the sub lord, and put and Venus is in there. Venus is aspecting the eighth house, so that would be a trigger because it's with Mercury. Those two things they conjunct. So anytime you have those planets conjunct, they take on the kind of they take on the job of the other person or the other planet per se, right? Mm-hmm. So that 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 affinity is definitely there, definitely there, indeed. So um, let's look at Marilyn Monroe. Let's do her first. Let's let's look at old Marilyn here. And if you look again, right here, right, um, she's Cancer ascendant, right? Got Moon in the seventh. 
Of course, that moon aspecting back to the ascendant makes her attractive. Venus in the tenth also gives her the beauty. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and believe it or not, Saturn aspecting Venus and Saturn's exalted. So Venus is so the the tenant the tenant of Venus's sign is exalted, aspecting back to her own, back into his lord. So that also shows Saturn aspecting Venus many times will make a woman attractive, believe it or not. Um, because Saturn structures, right, the Venus. It gives, right, uh, 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 depth and uh, symmetry to the Venus. So looking in her chart, uh, and brother, can you pull up the D8 as well? Can you grab the D8? There we go. Hold up. Is that the right one? There's going to be Vargas 3. There's the D8. So there's our D1. Do you know how to, if you go back to the main screen, go back to the, go back to her regular chart. Mm -hmm. Go up. But back to her regular, just bring up the big chart. It's a little, it's a lag. Yeah, it's a lag. Yeah. Uh, it's about to pop up. Okay. Go to the D9. Hover over it. Mm -hmm. Blanket. Uh, hit right click. Okay, I got you. Blanket, and then pull up the D8. So in her D8, you'll see that the sun is exalted in the 8th. So it empowers sudden death. Right? There it is. D8. Accidents. Slagging. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So here's the thing, right? There's a symbiotic relationship between the D1 and the D8. The D1, the Rossi, the main chart, there it is, right? There it is, perfect. So the Rossi chart, right? When we look at D charts, when we look at Varga charts, harmonics, we want to interface it. You can use the D8 as a chart, right, to, to see a whole context and a holistic purview of the whole situation with regards to accidents and sudden events but the one key thing that you always do is match the eighth the house that you're looking at right meaning that if you're looking at a d8 chart you're looking at the eighth house harmonic or the eighth house so you go to that house first right when you go to that house first you're looking at the sun exalted in aries so what does that do you would think that it would be empower her uh to have longevity no that's in the first that's in the d1 and the d8 the eighth house becomes the actual ambassador or the emissary or the kind of go-to or the person the thing that carries out the the sudden events right mm -hmm. is the eighth house in the d8 chart 
wealth you look it's number one exalted so it's, it's empowered it's given full reign to give sudden events <laughs> not only that the the lord of the d8 goes to the eighth house in the d1 so now the d8 is empowered to do damage in the d1 well if you look at the d1's eighth lord it's it goes into scorpio which rules which is ruled by mars in the d8 mm -hmm. so again still further impacting right and not only that when you look at the sign of her ascendant in the d8 mars is conjuncted right so mars is leaning every which way into her eighth house and connecting to her ascendant Remember, I said the the ascendant Lord has to have some some bond or connection. Now, mm -hmm. the moon in her Rossi chart is in Dahanishta, which is ruled by Mars. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, she was known for depression, right? And they try to use that to try to segue a drug habit that 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 took her out. But you can clearly see this is not self inflicted, right? The third house is the house of hands. Right, it's ruled by Mercury. Right, Mercury is aspected by Mars, but Mercury itself is also conjunct the Sun, which usually gives that person a lot of control, right, over that particular house. Meaning that the Sun is conjunct uh, um, Mercury. The Sun empowers, enlightens, gives insight to whatever planet it conjuncts. So it's, this person would not be an individual that would commit suicide. Right, just not gonna happen. This person was murdered, right? Beyond a doubt. Um, the the other thing is Jupiter is there, right? And yeah. Jupiter rules the sixth house, and it rules the it rules the rules the ninth. So the ninth, the north of the ninth is in the twelfth from itself, which loses the bin, the protection that the ninth house can provide, and it empowers the sixth house aspect of Jupiter in the chart. So now yeah. enemies have come, right? And K2 being there also considers Jupiter being empowered to be empowered to do sudden things. And Jupiter is in Jupiter is in Dahanishta. Mm -hmm. Mars ruled. <laughs> Mars is in Purvabhadra Rapada, which is Jupiter ruled. So they both have a very close connection to creating sudden, unexpected events. Yeah. And if we look at the Dasha, let's check to see when she passed. Right. You got the year exactly when, when she passed. It's 1965, I believe. Okay. What what month? Uh I think I want to say. She passed in August of 62. August of 62. All right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that looks definitely about right. Boom. So, mm -hmm. we should be in a Jupiter. Boom. Mars Dasha.
There it is. 19 June 26, she just entered her Mar Jupiter Mars Dasha. And isn't it something that Jupiter Mars is in the eighth house? Hmm. So the Dasha that she checked out in, or they checked her out in, is identical to the two planets that reside in the eighth house. Jupiter ruling again, ninth house, sixth house of enemies, twelfth house of 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 higher knowledge, wisdom, right, grace and, and protection, and it's lost in the eighth conjunct Mars. Right, Mars rules the fifth and the tenth, but at the same time, it's in the eighth, so it's empowered to do those things. Yeah. So again, showing clearly that the Dasha period is the period that you can look to many times, about eight times out of ten, to clearly see exactly what happened. And she was murdered. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, so, you know, that's one great example. And again, you can see the, the, uh, the Ashtamsha, the D8, has Mars debilitated, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the rules that we know about exaltations, which the sun is exalted in the eighth in the Ashtamsha, the ruler of that exalted planet has to be in a very good dignity, and it is debilitated in that particular position. So again, doesn't do very well, mm -hmm. opening the door for sudden violent events. Right, you, very unfortunate. You, so. I know you're probably going to twist this in at the end, but, um, you know, in regards to, you know, the question of free will or not, mm -hmm. you see that, you know, Mars is driving in where it's positioned. Do you think if, you know, um, the type of men, you know, that she, you know, was uh, drawn to, mm -hmm. you know? Well, let's say not the type, let's say, a man that she was affiliated with, yeah. <laughs> um, because other than that, you know, and when I say a man, they say that she actually was dating a couple of the Kennedys, mm -hmm. but the one that took took her out was, you know, the one that they took out, and makes sense because it's a loose end, mm -hmm. right? Your bedroom, mm -hmm. the bedwar has all kind of secrets at the White House, right? Yeah. When it comes to their paramours. And so, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, she probably had some information, you know, if not just some, quite a bit on the dirt that was going on in, in the kidney's backyard. Yeah. So, you know, by all means, she had to be removed. Um, that would just be too much of a loose end. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know. The ten, you know, she. When it comes to the type of men, you got to look at Mars, right? Mm -hmm. And Mars is in the eighth, right? I mean, the Kennedys have some serious connections, y'all. These guys weren't just, you know, the picturesque Boy Scouts that they would like for you to believe. They had clear connections to the mafia, to the mob. Yeah. Right? In fact, uh, um, JFK is notorious for having those connections through. Um, uh, dealing in the unions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again. Yeah, them unions ain't no joke. I'm from, you know, I'm from Cleveland, from Ohio, from, mm -hmm. you know, Lord. <laughs> them unions, man, they. Right. 
they, 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 especially back in the day, they got busy, man. They're like they, they're the mob. Yeah, they, they the literally, <laughs> literally are the mob. I mean, it's no different, right? So yeah, there's no different. So you know, yeah, you definitely could say that Mars being the type of men, you know, that she dated uh, in the eighth house, uh, Sun also being the type of men, but Sun is in in eleventh and. You know, Levitt is a high-powered house, but I really looked at that Mars. But then Mars does aspect the sun as well. Mm-hmm. So a uh, good connection there, too. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the question of free will is this. You have to know you have a choice in order to make a choice. Absolutely. And if there is no choice presented, then there's <laughs> no will. Free, no, there's no free will, right? Yeah. Uh there is a will, right? But that requires training. Yeah. See, your will requires training. Yeah. So you just don't go out and just start using your will and making choices and just no, those are things that you develop. Those are skills and um adaptations to the baseline of who you are as a um as an individual. So, you know, when I see all right, here, free will, I kind of scotch back, say, well, tell me where and how, right? Mm-hmm. Because free will would have involved making choices inherent in her life that would have de- was completely changed the course, right, of actions. And so then we, asked to ask, we have to ask, then, you know, had you or I, and here's the thing. Could she even have had a conversation with someone like you or I? At that, at that, at that time, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, probably and, not. And, and probably not, right? We're talking the '60s, yeah, early '60s, right? Yeah. So you know, Jyotish is not in vogue, right? <laughs> no, astrology is kind of like looked upon as, you know, something other than you know is. Kind of Hippie. like tabloidish kind of you know, which still is today, right? Yeah. So, would she really? Does she, would she? Have, would, I mean, would she have met you know a diviner, <laughs> maybe even a tarot card reader? Yeah, that could have said, you know, hey, you got you're involved with uh, a man that's about to be killed. You're going to be part of that process. What could she have done? Right? What could she have changed? What course of action could she have really remitted? Well, sometimes we have to step back and then ask if the person has access to free will, what is the source of it? Mm-hmm. Right? Is mm-hmm. that source available? Mm-hmm. Is that person even in the light of thinking about that source? Because someone can bring it to you and be right in front of you, yep. present it to you, and because of your thinking, you're, you wouldn't even hear it. So, you know, these are questions, right, that we really have to ponder as, you know, spiritual sojourners that we really want to know, is this thing really rigged? Are we here under a prescripted process where we're just walking out and realizing what we're, we're here to do? Um, I, would, I would side with that view that we are here. It is predestined. There is preordained uh, events that you must endure. Right. Yeah. How you endure them, with what fortitude and what knowledge you endure them is another is another to, to deal altogether. You know, it's like being 
given a bad hand. But mm-hmm. if I have a bad hand with an expert player behind me, right, that hand can be played to a maximum yield, right? Yeah. Provided I have someone in my corner with insight into the game, right? Yeah. And that's where astrologers, that's where diviners come in. Um, but, you know, looking at her chart is clear to me, right, that uh, you know, she was definitely removed. Indeed. Um the next person we can look at is JFK. Why not go right on down the line, right? Hmm. Um, and again, right? Oh. You got to see this, folks. <laughs> it's a dead ringer, right? Yeah. It's right there, <laughs> right? Uh, Mars and Mercury. Now, look, his ascendant is Virgo. His ascendant degree is 27 degrees which puts him in a direct connection with mars which is the sublord right which is the ruler of chitra right and it's in the eighth so the ruler of the ascendant which is mercury and the sublord of the ascendant are both in the eighth house right both both hmm. right so you know, <laughs> go figure, right? I mean, the person themselves are born, literally ascendant Lord is there with Mars. And it's in a, it's less, we're talking almost just a little over two degrees, folks. And in, 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 this is a strong conjunction. So as we were, as we were, as we were looking here, Mercury and Mars are conjoined in the eighth. And that's a big player when it comes to really understanding how this sudden event unfolds, uh, the sudden death unfolds. So the ascendant lord and the eighth always have the ascendant lord and the eighth and Mars always to have to have a sambanda or connection uh, when it comes to these type of events. And so last the last one we looked at with regards to uh, Marilyn Monroe was real easy to see because Jupiter and Mars were sitting nicely in the eighth house. It's a little different for uh, for John, because the dasha that he actually died in was Jupiter Saturn, right? Um, he died uh, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Uh, he was in a Jupiter Saturn, I believe Saturn dasha, right? Uh, Jupiter, right, is in the ninth, right? But if you look at Jupiter's degree, check the degree. Mm. What's that degree? Should be right at uh, zero degrees. Yep. Right. So that zero degrees cusp is really tight. Right. I mean, it's really standing on the border of the eighth house, which is actually not very uh, healthy or helpful with regards to Jupiter because it's been marginalized. So he kind of has a he has that eighth house, ninth house kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, you know, if you look at the degree of the ascendant. It's at 22 degrees, 27 degrees. Jupiter is before 27 degrees, so he still has an effect in the eighth house. Isn't that something, Hmm. right? Because he's not past 27 degrees, 23 minutes, which would put him, he still would be in the ninth house, but technically it would be at that degree that's past, right, where it wouldn't really act as an eighth house tenant. So Jupiter acts as an eighth house tenant, 
That's where the subtleties of Jyotish comes in. Because you have to literally get keen and look to say, ah, wait a minute, Jupiter's role as a Dasha Lord should facilitate something in the eighth house. And it absolutely does. Hmm. Right. Now, yes, right, it is in the ninth, technically, but because of the degree, I mean, it's 26 minutes, literally, it a few minutes back, right, or not a few minutes back, but a few days back, right, or even maybe a day back, it would have knocked that Jupiter right on into the eighth house. So again, right, this shows that the Dashas are lords of karma. They are the dispensers of our of our karmic recompense. Well, Jupiter, Saturn is the Dasha. Now check this out. Yeah. Check this out, right? So Mars aspects Saturn, right? He aspects it. They both it's mutual, yeah. And wait, you, oh. you, 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 <laughs> you went ahead, right? <laughs> Not only does Mars aspect Saturn, and Mars is less than five degrees from Jupiter. Saturn aspects Mars. So there's a mutual effect that Saturn and Mars have on one another. That is a very intense aspect. So that aspect allows Saturn, right, to disseminate that martial karma, right? So showing this really hones in to show that the Dashas have power to give karmic results you can't you can't get any better than that particular positioning again over and over and over and over and over and over and over you're going to begin to see a pattern a pattern is that our life is predestined it's preordained you know the the movie nate the matrix in part two neo was talking to the oracle and the oracle said, you've already made the decision. You just now come to understand why you made the decision. That's about the closest to truth you can get. Right? You've already made these decisions. These already have been carved into existence. It's like a book. Right? If I could change the book at any point in the book, it wouldn't be a book anymore. Right? Because it yeah. would lose the context of the story of the book. Well, your life is the same way. Mm-hmm. Your life has a context to it. You can't just change the script overnight, right? Doesn't You can't just wake up and say, well, tomorrow I'm going to meet Kamala Harris and I'm going to go and I'm going to be on her board of advisors and not going to happen. Right? Yeah. Because there's a script. There is a ring past knot for us to deal with and within that ring past knot you have complete control right that is where you have control but without without outside of that ring past knot you are bound by the laws of karma and so showing that not only in the first example in this example we can clearly see that jupiter saturn right would be the facilitator of some sudden, unexpected, and unfortunate uh, event. Um, you know, um, in fact, why don't we take a look at his uh, D eight? If we can uh, throw that in there, just to just to kind of tag it on in, right? In fact, if you can go back, we can. Or actually, because D eight's already here, right? Look mm-hmm. at the eighth house. Look at the eighth. Look in the eighth. 
Mm. What's sitting in there? Mars. Mars. Right. So again, right, showing directly that this is something that you have to consider that the D8 is going to reflect back to the D1, right, that this is something that is going to take place in a sudden, unexpected way, right? Um, looking at that, Saturn connects to Jupiter in the D8, right? From the D from the from the next to Jupiter in the D one from the D eight, right? So again, also showing the connection between those two. Um, uh, Mars has uh, aspect on Aries from the D eight, again mm -hmm. showing the connection between the uh, martial uh, uh, propensities and the sudden outcomes because the Sun. And Mars, right, are some bonda in the eighth, and there's some bonda in the D1 as well, right? So they have a connection meaning, right? Again, right, I mean, what is the nakshatra that Mars sits in, right? It should be in Kritika, right? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, it's no. Baharani. 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 Yeah, right. And still have, they still all connect. Right, because Mars is in Venus's rule, Venus ruled nakshatra. Venus is with the sun; mm -hmm. they all connect. So, sambanda again, sambanda means connections, right? Interactions, ties, links, right? They're there in JFK's cards and chart. So, again, showing clearly, right? And we could get into the Atma Karak and all those different things. They would reveal some similar things, right? But for the most part, right? You can clearly see that the dashas are the facilitators of the karmic output. Right. Uh, I would say also that in that D eight, um, Jupiter and Saturn were uh, six eight from each other, quincux. Yeah. Again, mm -hmm. showing that in that period there's going to be strife, some 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 major issue, right? Um, because those are major players, right? Jupiter and Saturn are big boys on the block. So all of this ties in that karma is real right you can't escape it yeah you know using the same model with jfk he had advisors all around him and you mean to tell me not one astrologer not one diviner no because that's not what it's, was in the destiny yeah right that was not what was there right even though his ninth house is situated fairly okay right venus is there sun and jupiter technically is there so you would think that he would have some kind of ninth house karmic, you know, karmic uh, opportunity for, you know, to, to avert. It's not there. <laughs> you know, so really looking at this, you know, it just, it really it sits in my spirit that, you know, when I look at a chart, I can look with confidence. I can look with assurity. I can look with um, um, conviction to know that this destiny provided the time is right, information is correct, right? This mm -hmm. destiny is going to play itself out whether you like it or not. What you can do is to navigate, to mitigate, right? To accentuate your life with positive, spiritual, uplifting things and watch how the negatives, if they are there, turn into a positive. That is the blessing and the benefit to having foreknowledge because you can literally... Right, turn, uh, you know, 
um, manure into you know a whole field of 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 of, of uh, you get return on your investment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I teach my students that uh, the Dastana house is six, eight, and twelve. Uh, the first uh, key in Dastana is do, like dukkha, right? And dukkha is suffering, right? Dukkha is um, angst, right? Dukkha is pain. But do the do and dukkha also ties it to dung, right? <laughs> and dung, right? is the fertilizer, right, that allows whatever issues that are in life to become, right, viable means of of nutrition and sustenance. So these houses, right, 6, 8, and 12, even though they're there to create the set of obstacles that we are needing to face, that we need to deal with, that we need to grow, right, then that is actually the gift Right, that causes us to become great, that causes us to become uh, better, to become stronger. However, you have to ask yourself again, what life right entails for an individual to 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 in, ingest and imbibe that kind of karmic recompense, right? That's a deep that's a deep thought. And I don't want to take us into the depth of those thoughts, but just to say to think about because you know they they the 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 conjecture is and I don't want to say this is true but the conjecture is you choose to come to this to this plane to deal with these things right think about the karmic choice think about the karmic insight for someone to go through a life of having a being not only at the height of life but being at the height of being at the height of other people's lives, meaning the president of the United States is for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. or the leader of, was the leader of um, the new, the, the, the free world in the sixties. So, you know, considering that and to have that as an, as a choice, quote unquote, a choice that they chose to come in and deal with that, you know, that's a, that's a ponderous question, but, Right. Know that even with or without that choice, whatever it may be, karma will always win. Right. Time, right, will always have its just due. Right. And that the one benefit that we have is to be in the present, to be conscious, to be aware, self aware, so that in that time, in that space, we navigate properly. So let's take a look at uh, John Lennon. Right. John is an excellent example, another Virgo ascendant, right? He's got quite a few planets in the ascendant. He's got Sun, Rahu, and Mars. Well, here we go. Right? Good old Mars, right? Is sitting right there. Mars is the ruler of the eighth house in the ascendant, right? That's big. Right, because that literally shows again a connection between some unexpected transformational thing and and his body, right, his physical vehicle. Uh, Mars is at nine degrees. The ascendant is at twelve degrees. Rahu is at seventeen. Sun is at twenty-two. Right, but look to the eighth house. Look at the placement that's there. It is a debilitated Saturn. And remember, folks, now, look, there are a lot of people that have debilitated Saturns on this planet, and they are not all just horribly, 
transmigrated uh, from Saturn's placement, being debilitated. There are a lot of things that, right, people that do very well in life with Jupiter and Saturn debilitated. But in the gradation of things, right, Saturn's a first-rate malefic, and it being debilitated is really a, shows a pattern or a struggle to deal with patience and long-suffering. Nonetheless. I don't, I don't see a... I don't think it's canceled either. No, it's not canceled at all. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, no, it's not. Um, not even in. Uh, well, in an yeah, actually, the, yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. In it gets exalted. So. Yeah, I was going to say, it does, yeah, I was just see that. So it does get some cancellation in the Navamsha. Um, but again, uh, that's a tight one. Hurt. Yeah, the cancellations have to see cancellations have to be stacked, right? Mm -hmm. In order to really be viable, you have to have like three or four cancellations to to stack them, right? Then it's a solid cancelization. Then, in other words, you know, it's somewhat canceled. And again, the ruler of this particular planet in the in the D one does not it, it's not placed well, right? It's just <laughs> not. It's in Virgo, which is six signs away from its. From from from, it's six signs away from Saturn's debilitation. Right, that's that's not good. Right, um, it's conjunct Rahu, which then also is a first rate malefic. Right, not good. Right, um, Mars aspects the eighth house. Right, further inflaming and inflating. Saturn's dis discontent, right? Although Jupiter's there, and they are by degree, they are by degree conjunct, right? Wow. It's still not enough, right? It's still not enough, right? It's still not enough. Venus is in the twelfth house, right? Which is the sub ruler of Jupiter and Saturn in the Nakshatra Baharani. So again, in the twelfth house, right? And then Sun has some bond or connection with Mars. Again, not do, it, it does not bode well <laughs> for an individual to to escape possibly the potential of death. Well, let's look at the Dashas. Boom. Right. Uh, I believe he died in the towards the end of 1980. Correct. Yeah, but he's still in the Jupiter Saturn. Right. So he's in the Jupiter Saturn Dasha when they check him out. And look what's in the eighth house. My goodness. It's Jupiter and Saturn. Again, folks, this is just you can't get any better, right, than this. Right? This is clearly showing, clearly showing that karma is being dispensed. Right? Whether it be positive karma. Negative karma, all karma is karma, right? They say that chains, gold chains is just like the only difference is one shines and the other one doesn't, but chains are chains, right? So nonetheless, that karma, right, played itself out and the karma is paid, right? Now, I don't know what the debt was. I don't know what the what was old, but I can tell you sudden events, sudden unexpected deaths are literally, it's, a, it's an instant release of the soul. Mm -hmm. So uh, you, I, I want people to understand what this really, really is all about. You know, when you have an instant release from the soul, it's you're snatched out. So literally, you are able to see almost in an instant what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like when you go through the regular steps of death where you phase out. Like there's different parts that phase out, right? And you get to actually do that in a very peaceful, calm way, right? Which is the proper way. But when you're snatched, right? I mean, if you watch, watch the Zapruder film, that man was snatched out of his body. He was no longer present when that bullet went through his brain. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? This is when people say, what about Marilyn Monroe? Trust me, at the point in which that happened, it was a shock. It wasn't like she was doing something to herself to be... It was a shock. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, these shocks take you out. And you can see... It's almost like saying, hey, it's a curse, but it's a gift because you don't have to go through the other processes that most of us go through having to, you know, shed off certain layers of the spirit in order to come to where you need to go to to make that transition. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, there's always a silver line in every dark cloud, but um, this is, you know, this is how astrology works. We're showing you that karma is very real and choice is within the context of what's afforded to you to make that choice. Right? Yeah, I mean, I could I could say from a number of things having the knowledge you know of of kind of, you know, what 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 I'm up against in this life um it, it definitely changes the way how you you know, approach a lot of situations. I, I I've dodged situations once I was in the know. You yeah. Once you're in the know, that's different. But and have- in the know and having access to the tools to actually capitalize off being in the but, know. Because sometimes, but, but watch can, this. Watch yeah. this. I'm gonna throw you on. I'm gonna throw you on. It's in your chart that you would be in the know. Mm-hmm. What house is the know? Knife. And. And yours is quite all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just showing you, right? Even mm-hmm. that, you even that shows you. Yeah. You can't escape it, right? Because snatch that away, right? You wouldn't be in that no. And without that no, right? It's like, yeah. I mean, like, I'm serious. You know, and people take it for granted. But when you have an astrologer, you have a diviner at your fingertips... And then you have the right day, the right time of birth. I mean, time of birth, people take it for granted. But in, in ancient times, time of birth was like God's way of saying, the supreme way of saying, I, I bless you. I'll give you the specifics of what you need to do. Yeah. So, you know, having that now is a, is, is a karmic changer, karma changer. So, you know, uh, but it's in there. If you, if you got Jupiter interacting with your ninth house, in, in any major way, and of course, you know, it's fairly decent, fairly placed, okay, and got some cancellations, even if it's debilitated or exalted, and it's strong. Anytime it's dealing with the ninth, you're going to have some blessings. You're going to be in the know, right? Um, it just happens, and it's various multiple combinations that happen. So the supreme being is infinite in its ability to make sure you have opportunities provided you are in that life to get those opportunities. Yeah. Right. Because what it allows you to do is to make the next life even better. Right. By doing this life right. Right. 
So, you know, it's pretty deep when you really profoundly think about the experiences that you have the opportunity to gain from by having access to knowledgeable people like this, right? Myself, yourself, people that are, you know, in the spiritual knower and spiritual walk. How many, how many things have we really dealt? I mean, I can honestly tell you, I have, I wouldn't say I didn't go, I didn't get out of any situations, but I definitely put a, 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 a buffer on the potential outcome. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, well, let's look at one more. Um, let's look at, let's look at Malcolm. Let's look at Malcolm. I want to look at Malcolm because Malcolm really does have a interesting deal here. So, right, there is a connection. It's not readily seen, right? But there is a connection. The eighth Lord, right, goes to Aries, which is Marshall, right? So the eighth Lord goes to Aries, which is in the fifth, and its Lord aspects the ascendant. Right? So that shows a direct connection, right? Well, and to the eighth house. Go ahead. And there's a um, parvatana between those two. Right. I was going to say mutual the exchange. The, the, the mutual exchange between those two, right? Mm -hmm is very potent, right? Um, right. And so uh, that mutual exchange is through Mercury, right? And that Mercury then still fills in for the role of Mars. So the eighth Lord is still connected to Mars. And let's check out the Dasha. He died in 19, murdered in 1963. Uh, yeah, sixty-three, I believe. Double checking real quick. Hmm. What was it? Sixty-five. 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 Wow! Look at that. Everywhere. There it is, folks. There it is. Mars is playing it. Mars. Rahu. Uh, yeah. No, no, because uh, he died February. February 21st. So right, so Mars see. Jupiter. Right. Mars Jupiter. Mm -hmm. And Mars and Jupiter is the ascendant. Mars is in direct opposition. And Jupiter aspects. The um, eighth Lord. Yeah. Showing it again. Showing it again. So, folks, <laughs> right? Karma is very real. This stuff is, you know, but this is not rehearsed. <laughs> we we throw these up, and it's it's right here. Right? This is something that is right in front of us. You cannot even. There's no way to escape it, right? And we could use other examples, right? We could come up with other examples to show. And, you know, it's really good. In fact, folks, I present, come up with examples that you would like to see explored in like topics like this, um, sudden unexpected transformations, sudden uh, deaths, um, or even in the positive sense, right? Um, 
um, you know, marriages that last, you know, for over 20 years or, you know, whatever it is that you want to know, right? present a chart to us if you can. If you know how to research, find it. It's pretty easy. You can get online and search the date and time, see if the person has it. Let us know about those because we can do those. We can explore those types of uh, different people and see what their lives look like, karmically speaking. But, right, you will see, right, when you begin to do the research consistently that there is a theme that plays out inside these types of situations. And the theme, nine times out of ten, will have the eighth house, the ascendant, and Mars interacting in some way so that violent change can come. Right? And with that, I say, right, with regards to free will, nothing is free in this planet, right? Nothing is free. A concept of free is an illusion, right? Mm -hmm. Everything costs, right? When you're born, it costs, right? When you die, it costs. The dash in between costs, right? So your actions cost. Actions have consequences. Even the lack of knowledge about those actions doesn't change the fact that you just because you don't know doesn't stop the effect from happening, right? So by all means, right, we are here to understand that our lives have been pre-scripted, pre pre predestined. When you contact someone with insight and knowledge, you know how to walk that life in a, in a way that's commensurate with the intended result, right? Instead of walking it haphazardly, bumping in, right, playing things to where you hope for the best outcome, right? But you prepare, you prepare for the worst, right? With this knowledge, it's the opposite. You prepare for the best outcome, right? And understand that you've already gone through the process of dealing with the worst. Because insight is light. You cut, apart, you cut the darkness immediately. When you cut the darkness, you're not bumping around. If you know that there's karmic to deal with, with illness and disease, you take the proper steps to deal with the illness and disease before it comes to manifestation, right? Mm -hmm. If you if you have the propensity propensity to deal with or meet people, right, that typically don't have your best interests at heart, like six house type people, right? There's things that you can do, right? Mantras you can do, uh, speak, right? Rituals you can prepare to throw these people into the positions they need to be in in your life because it's not about escaping them; it's about becoming one with the situation so that you can match the proper response in due time, right? So that's the gift of this knowledge is that literally it allows you to be a martial artist of life, mm -hmm. right? Without even having to, without even really having to fight. <laughs> indeed. Well put, very well put. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, with that being said, this episode was brought to you by Push it for a media group, Calaprusha Astrology, and our good people over there on Patreon. Um, once again, thank you all um, for your support, all our patrons, and then just everybody who's listening and tuning into the show every week. You know, uh, I mean, we definitely appreciate that. You know, um, us letting us, you know, um, talk your ear off for a good hour and some change at once a week. <laughs> And stuff like that. So we definitely appreciate that. Um, 
Again, like I said, next week will be the um, season finale for um, season two. So that put us at 50 episodes. This is episode number 49. So we hit that good nifty 50 or whatnot, you know. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm definitely proud about that. I love, I love when you can, you know, start building up a catalog and you don't even realize you look around like, Mm-hmm. I mean, we we <laughs> we don't we don't we, we don't build a hundred little cut, yeah. yeah, you know. So yeah, we'll be at a hundred in no time next no year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. So yeah, I definitely appreciate that, man. Y'all's continuous support and stuff like that, and you know we can all grow together, you know. Um. Sure. So um, you know, before we get out of here, brother, why you got anything you want to say to the people? No, just uh, stay tuned. Keep your keep your eyes to the to the sky and ears to the street. And that's about it. Indeed, indeed. So you know, with that being said, um, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, we will be back next week, episode twenty five. Another great episode for you. And um, you guys be safe out there. And we're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>